All right, here we go. Another question from the community, and it's a two-parter. Two-parter. It's a, a sneaker, uh, an involved question. And uh, I like this one because I think it, it hits on a lot of different themes, um, even though the question itself, I think, is pretty... Well, the, both parts of the question are pretty straightforward. Uh, there's a lot of themes in there that I, that I think we can dig into quite a bit. Yes, and this person has... They want to remain anonymous, so I'll respect their wishes. But mm. basically, the question is... Um, I'll try to read as quick as I can. It's been alongside, but you know, what are your thoughts yeah. about the coaches putting their scores on the whiteboard? Uh, we have a couple coaches who consistently put up scores that are minutes faster than the next person, sometimes six to eight minutes faster than the next person, or hundreds of calories higher than what the members do. No one has the time to make sure the reps are done to standard. You know, it's the honor system. And I agree that the coaches should be doing the same programming as everybody else. But what do you think about coaches absolutely dominating the whiteboard every single day? <laughs> I know that other brands of fitness like Orange Theory, for example, they tell their coaches to do the workouts, but they're not allowed to put their benchmark scores up there because the workouts are supposed to be about the members. Hey, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So I don't know if it's no, true, but if, if it's true, it's interesting. Yeah. I generally roll my eyes when I see their scores and mm. I don't personally find them motivating but what do you think? So that's part one. Let's just pause there and, yeah. and get into that one. So you got some some coaches that are fire breathers, I'm assuming, and they <laughs> just absolutely are on a murderous rampage within the community mm. every day. Uh, I mean, part of me really loves it. <laughs> uh, and, and I will say that uh, all jokes aside and all kind of, you know, sarcasm aside, uh, I do think that it's important to reflect reality. I, I think that there is an objectivity that at the base of it is useful. And if those are legit scores from legit people doing legit work, <clears throat> then yeah, I think it's, it's fine to have that um, displayed. I don't think it should be hidden, stated another way. Um, but I'll also say that I think there's a little more depth to it in the sense that more broadly, what it boils down to, in my opinion, is that coaches should exemplify the behaviors that they expect from members. And so what I mean by that is it's one thing to show up every day and just be hammered by this, you know, absurd score that's way out of reach. And in this person's own words, way beyond what anybody else is doing. Okay, mm -hmm. fine to see that. But how is that happening? Is that happening where everybody gets their times and reps in? And then the coaches come in over the top and you show up the next morning and it's like, surprise, coaches win again. Right, is it right. something that that's actually, you know, these are coaches that are taking the classes that the members are in. They're part of the community in that way. They're engaging with the members. They just happen to be really good. And the vibes are great while that class is going on. That's one scenario. Uh, is it another scenario where the coaches are training in secret and they're trying to snipe for that top spot? And again, it's more of a one-upsmanship -ups um, and, and there's not really that member engagement, that's another scenario. Mm -hmm. So to me, I don't have any problem with the scores being displayed because again, if that's the reality of the situation, Hey, don't hide from the reality, but what's happening around it and what kind of culture is it creating? That's where I think the real, uh, questions need to start being answered. Yeah. There's a lot of strands and noodles here. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, you know, so there's there's so many things too, like the the legitimacy of the scores get called into question. Hmm. Things that I I don't know if it's valid or not, so I can't comment sure. on that. You know, 
but I will say as a sidebar, if, you know, first of all, athletics is not a fair endeavor. Sure. You could train your tail off every day and there's somebody that comes in the trains half the time as you and they destroy you every day. Athletics Mm -hmm. is not fair. And so, you know, it's possible that you're trying your best and so are these coaches and they are literally six to eight minutes faster than everybody. Like it's those people are out there and you might have a few at your gym. You know, it is what it is. Yep. If you if you actually really think there's like an honor system violation or whatnot, like truly you really do i would i would have some sort of conversation about that because that would underlie a deeper issue in my mind but i don't sure. i don't know the validity of Agreed. that so i can't kind of dive into that but i would just table that and, and have that person you know really assess the validity of that what yeah. i would be interested if i could talk to this this person in real life and we'll call them adrian bosman you know if i could talk <laughs> to them if i could talk to them i'd be like would this situation bother you if it wasn't the coaches? And what I mean is, right. if you had just three, let's say you had 100 people at your gym, 200 people, and there were three who were just like from another planet, three members, yeah. and every single darn day, these three members, they won everything. Biggest lifts, fastest times, they just destroyed everybody. Would it bother you as much? Oh, there's... Jane Doe, so-and-so-and-so, so again, winning again, or is it that it is the coaches, you know? And so mm-hmm. if it if it would feel different if, if it's the members, um, then I, you know, I kind of think like it, it shouldn't feel any different. You know, if there's just a few people that are crushing it, and those few people are crushing it. So I would roll that around in your head and see, does that have a different feel? And if so, why do you think that might be? And then... I'm also curious if this is an issue, you know, everybody's wired a bit different, right? Does this really just bother this individual or is this a general sense of the community that it's demotivating, yep. that it isn't getting somewhere? Because everyone's wired just just a little bit different, you know, and if you interviewed 50 people, would they all give the same vibe or would some be like, no, actually like, wow, it's kind of, would some be like, really cool to see what's possible like i didn't even know Mm -hmm. you could do that workout in 11 minutes that's amazing like um they're doing this crossfit thing so am i i'm gonna keep showing up tomorrow and then somebody else might be like oh why am i even here like i'm so far away and that and that's just human nature and psychology and and whatnot and so i would i would also try to to the best of your ability you probably hang out with people from the gym get some coffee or dinner you know kind of find out is this just how i'm feeling individually or is this something which is just a general demotivating feeling from the community as a whole? Because I think I think that has some relevance. Definitely. And two things you said in there that kind of spurred my thinking. Uh, number one, when you're talking about how, you know, yeah, the physical reality can be unfair. You could be somebody who's super dedicated, doing everything you're supposed to, making great progress, and somebody <laughs> just comes right. in with that it, natural ability. And you're it's like, well, true. hey, you know, yeah, and, and we're all confronted with that to some degree, you know, like there's physical attributes that we may have. And then there's some that you're just like, well, that's never going to be in the cards for me, despite the fact that I'll, I'll make some progress. Um, and, and to take that one step further, it's also possible that you, the individual who's maybe middle of the pack or just getting started, if you look at the percentage of improvement that you are making, it's very possible, maybe even very likely that you are making a greater degree of progress than that individual who is, you know, kind of maxed out mm-hmm. at the top. 
uh, despite the fact that they're coming in at faster times, et cetera, you're actually I- experiencing a rate of improvement that is much better than theirs, but that's harder to see. And that's harder for our, our brain to kind of sit with and acknowledge as being significant. So reframing in that way might be useful to the individual if they're having trouble with that. Um, and then the second thing you mentioned, which I think is really important is, you know, is this a growing sentiment among the community or is this an individual that just kind of, you know, doesn't like this behavior? I think that's really important. And I'll take that also uh, from a slightly different angle. That's really important for the affiliate and the coaches to know. Because oh, sure. if there's a if there's a sentiment in the gym that, you know, the members are feeling one way and the staff are oblivious to that, that only goes one direction and it's not a good one. And so if you have those kinds of concerns and you're pretty con- uh, convinced that, yeah, it's not just me, this is something that's like demoralizing for, for most of us. Hey, I don't know what the resolution might be because the situation like Pat and I are talking about, we, we don't have the full visibility of it, but it at least needs to be brought to light so that the staff can be thinking about that and, you know, making an attempt to, um, to rectify it, whatever that resolution looks like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the awareness around that, I think is super important. And I think that extends to so many things within the gym. It should be a conversation. You know, I think the best coaches, the best affiliate owners, they're having dialogue daily with their members. And it, it might not be as formal as like, well, Pat, sit down and tell me how you think, <laughs> you know, but there's little things you, ob- you observe, you know, the general nature of, of the class, you observe, um, just the body language of the individuals, you observe, uh, the motivation of people coming through the door and you start parsing whether or not that's just personal things that people have going on in their life, or is it some dynamic that's developing within the group? You know, the astute coach is going to have all sorts of those things that they're considering beyond just did they keep their chest up in the front squat. Um, and so if they're oblivious to that sort of thing, then, hey, I think the, uh, the members should absolutely feel empowered to come and, and say something about that. Because, man, if it were me and it was my business, I would want to know so that, I could, so that I could, you know, do what I can to bridge that gap and make it great for everybody. And there are little like cliche sayings that we say all the time, but we say them all the time because there are kernels of truth in them. And one of them is that this, this fitness journey that we're all on, it is you versus you. And, right. the, and, and it's easy to forget that after months, weeks, or years or whatnot, and you look and you see somebody else's times compared <laughs> to your time. And like you said, you don't realize how far you've come. And that other cliche saying that comparison is the thief of joy. And now all of a sudden you see those other times or the other loads and you feel a bit deflated like yours aren't Mm. good enough. And so all of us every now and then it's good to go back through the data, right? Like you said, see how far you come and be like, hey, they crushed that workout. They really did. But you know what? This is my third time doing Jackie and I'm 20 seconds faster than I was last time. So you know what? Crushing it personally. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's that would be my two cents on the first part of the question. Do you have more? Yeah. Shall we dive into part two? I do. No, I've got one more. Okay. Um, and and that's kind of on the other end of it and looking at it just from a slightly different angle is that, uh, okay, if we go back to what I was saying in the beginning where I think that coaches, you know, they should strive to exemplify the behaviors that they want out of their members and, and the culture that they expect from the group. Uh, part of that is like, hey, man, you should be humbled once in a while. doesn't matter how top dog you are. There should be something that at some point makes you look human. Mm-hmm. And if that's not the case, 
then I'd be a little curious to see what the programming's look like, looking like. I'd be, <laughs> yeah. a, I'd be a little curious to see, you know, are these coaches uh, showing up on the days that they know that they can turn in a great score and maybe cherry picking some of the others? Because part of that important behavior when we're talking about general physical preparation is like, hey, man, the cards are not always in your favor. And that's Amen exactly that. the point. That is the point is that you show up on those days where you're like, dude, I'm a skinny guy. And I'm not that strong, but I show up on max effort day anyway, because that's the medicine that I need. That's the biggest gap that I've got. And therefore the biggest, yeah, the biggest rate that I can improve. Um, Everybody has that, whether it's a little less overt or not, it's in the mix. And so that's one of the things that I'd be curious about too, is like, okay, what's happening that, that, you know, these coaches are not humbled or at least it sounds like they may not be humbled from winning time again to time. and winning yeah, again. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so just another avenue. And again, for all you coaches out there, man, as powerful as it can be for people to see the example of like, look how fit and awesome you are. It can be even more powerful when people oh, see yeah. you show up and with a good attitude, engage with the things that you know you're not great at and take your lumps and say, you know what? This was totally worth my time because this is what I need to fill my gaps up to get to that next level. Times and loads are cool, but everybody just respects yep. effort, you know, and all Absolutely. Honesty. Yeah. And, and respects the, I mean, I hate to say, you know, <laughs> kind of wishy-washy, like the vulnerability of putting yourself in a position where you're yeah. not going yeah, yeah. to excel, but it is powerful stuff, especially if you're in a leadership position. Um, you know, having that and carrying it with confidence, I think is something that's very powerful. For the second question, I'm going to put in something I stole from my son's room, which is an orange lifesaver. Okay. <laughs> you see if he you knows. Got, you got the macro count on that? You, uh, yeah, exactly. you logging that? Is that... <laughs> I got two. I got one. This one's okay. the clear one. I don't know what the clear is. Is it a pineapple? I don't know. Save it for later. Dude, okay. Don't overdo it. The uh, <laughs> Get my glucose high. Yeah. Number two, does the whiteboard still have a place in CrossFit? I guess this is more of a philosophical question than anything. I've been to gyms that don't have whiteboard scores and others that do. For me, I have a group of similar, similarly situated gym friends that each push each other. So we use each other's scores for benchmarking, but it's not done in a, in a competitive purpose. Do you think that the whiteboard could put pressure on athletes to go harder than they are capable of? And if yes, how should the gym manage that? I liked my drop-ins where there wasn't a whiteboard tracking because I felt like I could just do my best without worrying about outside pressure. But I also get why folks like having the numbers available to them. What do you guys think? So does the whiteboard still have a place in CrossFit, Mr. Bosman? I think the simple answer is absolutely yes. I'm pretty staunchly in favor of it, but not necessarily that it has to be a tool with the singular purpose of it's just a score reporting mechanism. That can be great and powerful. Um, that can be motivating. That can be awesome to kind of see where you are with your, your peers on a, uh, on a certain um, kind of strata. Uh, but I think if that's the only thing that the whiteboard is being used for, it's kind of a unfortunately missing the mark of what that tool can provide. So yeah, I'm staunchly pro whiteboard, but it's got to be more than just a way to report scores and have them public. Yes. And so, you know, one of the questions was, do you think the whiteboard can put pressure on athletes to go harder mm. than they are capable of? No, it cannot. It is an inanimate object. That is 100% <laughs> up to you as to what you want to do. Now, I'm being a bit of a jerk there, okay? I'm being coy, but because but actually the opposite is totally true. 
Like if you're a CrossFit geek, died in the wool historian, Greg basically said one of the most powerful tools that he figured out was when you try to get people to go harder and faster, when you write the scores out, that seems to manifest. Like there's mm-hmm. just some inherent thing that people see the data and they go harder. So the, the person asking this question, like you're right, in some bizarre way, the whiteboard for a lot of people does seem to be a bit like let's press the gas pedal a little bit. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to do that, right? But I think there is something there. Uh, do I think the whiteboard has a place? I do. And I absolutely do for those for those reasons. Because truth be told, most people, you know, working, you know, safely with good technique, whatever all those disclaimers that I should say on the internet these days, all those things that should be common sense there. Most people, mm-hmm. you know, working a bit harder is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. and if the whiteboard aids in that, um, I think that's a positive thing. You know, if I had to, and, and this person also says that they have a group of friends, they get together, they push each other, and they look at each other's data, and but they do it in this mm-hmm. fun way, not in a competitive way. So I think they understand the value of data and the value of looking at it can help in a in a fun way push each other. And so the the whiteboard can do that same thing. It doesn't have to be a negative, suffocating, competitive um, sort of a thing. It, it can be used to harness a bit of that oomph in a positive direction. And as you well know, I barely graduated from a college no one has ever heard of it with a degree in sociology for whatever that's worth, right? Um, I'm not a psychologist. I am not a doctor in any sort of science. But if I had to look at part one of this person's question of the coach's scores bother them, it's fast, it makes me feel a mm. certain way. Part two, what do you think about the whiteboard? Looking at the scores can make me feel a certain way. Not Pat the psychologist, but I think there's there's something, <laughs> there, there's, I mean, I just think if I'm really trying to give honest, yeah. honest assessment, there I may be a connection. There's, <laughs> there's, something, there's something there where I don't know why, but I think some outside forces make this person not feel good about themselves and make them not feel good about their effort and not feel good about their times. And that and that comparison for this person is a negative, seems to be a negative thing. But like I said, you might get a wildly different response if you interviewed 100 people in that, in that gym. It's just my gut feeling, not knowing this person, but just hearing what they wrote and why they wrote it and trying to piece, you know, parse together like the emotions behind it. I think this um, this individual might just benefit from some conversations with some close friends, a little bit of soul searching mm. as to if, if I am kind of near the mark of this is why is that? You know, mm. why why does you walk in, you see blue dryer, blue marker on this board with what the hell in time was, and that makes you feel a certain way. Why is that? And if you can find out what that is and free yourself from that. I think you'll really enjoy your working out a whole heck of a lot more and maybe Hmm. even find some of these things motivating or beneficial. Man, I dig it. I would just like to say that uh, if you had a talk show in the vein of Dr. (laughs) Phil, you know, Dr. Sherwood, I would would absolutely tune in. So it was the sugar from the lifesaver, man. It's got me pumping here. I think you should do it. Go, go all in, man. You, you, I, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I also think that getting back to what I said originally, you know, and I talk a lot about this because I do think it's at the bedrock of so many things within like an affiliate setting. Um, but but what's the culture around that whiteboard? I mean, if it's 
a hardline culture where it's like, dude, you put your time on the board or else. Right. That's I don't not know, fun. man. It's no, and and I I don't see that having a lot of utility, especially for for members that may have a little trepidation there. That's not the way to win them over. And I'll take that same uh, tact with just about anything in the gym that people get really hardline about that are kind of goofy, you know. And sometimes it happens where where you like trying to force a certain culture, and it, it's not fitting. And the more you double down on that, the more alienating it becomes. Yeah. And so yeah. coaches and affiliate owners just watch that sort of thing. You know, it doesn't need to be uh, uh, so hardline sometimes. And um, I think again. The best adoption of any culture is when it's done voluntarily and people are excited to do it, not because they feel like they're in a position that they have to do it. That That's never going to stick if that's the case. So I think you're right. About that I, a little I, bit. I think the culture thing is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more you say it, too, because the same workout, the same experience, the same time, the same load in two different gyms with two different cultures is an utterly and completely different experience. I mean, if you if the person and again. I don't know the person writing this, but let me make yeah. some, let, let me just paint a, a fictitious picture. Um, they're, uh, they're new to fitness. Um, they're a little bit older than most people in the class. They're overweight. They're self-conscious in their body, whatever it happens to be. And they're going to walk up in front of all these people that, as far as they're concerned, are like fire-breathing dragons and write down yeah. a time every day that's near the bottom. I can see how that would get to you, you know, hmm. especially if the culture was like, a certain way that wasn't great. But then we've all been to those gyms where everybody, regardless of time, regardless of whatever, is like celebrated. Yep. And it's one Happy big thing. The high fives are all over the place. Yep. And you know what? Hey, you crushed it. Like, I know, who cares what your time was? Like, we saw you, you know, working hard the whole time, moving that barbell, like, good on you. You know, the, mm-hmm. it's just, and it's this warm family environment. It feels a lot different putting your time on the dry erase board in that environment than in one that potentially is a little more cold and austere or whatnot. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I got to say with you, like the culture would probably be mission critical in this. Yeah. And last thing I want to expand on, because I mentioned it up front in my initial answer, it's like, yeah, the whiteboard is awesome and should be a pivotal tool uh, in, in the coach and the affiliates arsenal. Um, but it shouldn't, like I said, just become a score reporting tool. I think that there's so much more utility there. It's, it's a natural kind of meeting point to get the session started. I think it's a way that you can break down ideas and, um, you know, especially if you're anything like me, I mean, I love to just kind of sketch out big things and then refine them down. And sometimes going to the whiteboard with a certain technique and kind of going through that mind map with a member can really make a difference. Like I, I remember some of the most fun uh, coaching aha moments I had is when I would be teaching somebody like a push jerk or something and they couldn't get it physically and we'd be going through all the cues and I'd be like, okay, hey, let's just go to the whiteboard for a second. And I would like draw the different sequences of it mm-hmm. and like point out that the barbell, hey, at this point it's going up and you're going down. And there's no timing at that point that they have to worry about. There's no physical uh, expression that they're trying to coordinate and just being able to sit with that for a second, they're like, oh, oh, I got it. And then they could go back and try to replicate that. You know what I mean? And so I think that there's so much more utility to a whiteboard than just like, hey, that's where your scores get reported. Um, and, and using that as kind of the central spot that houses ideas, that's where the whiteboard really becomes cool in the affiliate. I like it, man. Well, I hope this was helpful. Um, you know, there's there's some really deep and 
thoughtful questions in there that obviously was was written in because this person I, I kind of feel like they're going through something. So I hope this was helpful in one way, shape, or form because everybody, you know, walking into the gym is hard enough. You know, mm-hmm. so hopefully you can find a way that you really do enjoy it and you're in a with a group of people and trainers and community that that it is the best part of your day. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that helps from our anonymous um writer inner. So if you have a, <laughs> a, a well, I can say as I always almost forget, go to verynotrandom.com, check out all the cycles that we offer, good stuff from on-ramp programs to ways to get your first pull-up, handstand walk. There's some linear strength program. So go ahead and check that out. Help support the show. And if you've got an idea, a topic or whatever for an upcoming broadcast, let us know. Go to the BTWB website or YouTube, I should say. Find the show. Post your thoughts on this topic. And what would you recommend to this individual or ideas for a new show? We read those comments. We pay attention. And all of you out there, you drive the content. It's it's your show. Adrian and I are just here to kind of give our two cents. So we appreciate you. And for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we'll see you next time.